My name's Sam. I'm part of this wonderful church community, and it's a real privilege to be sharing with you just for a few moments about Jesus. And I must say, even watching that video again, man, he, he warms my heart. You know, there's none like him. My life was changed inside out almost 20 years ago now. I can't believe that. But this Jesus is alive. He's alive. Like my friend Katie, who uh, uh, spoke out that story, um, he's alive. And I just want you, I want to start by just that profound thought. Is he really making everything sad come untrue? What about if Jesus is actually making death itself come untrue? Because there are hundreds of people here that I would say that have been changed inside out because of that one simple reality that Jesus was dead, he was killed, he was executed, he was buried in a borrowed tomb and three days later he rose again. Could you imagine Mary, the moment that he called her name, Mary? She's like, what on earth? He's alive. And I want you to know that he is alive this morning and I'm going to share just some thoughts and we're going to pray at the end. We're going to worship again in the end. But I want our heart for this morning is obviously it's Resurrection Sunday, but every Sunday, every day is Resurrection Day for us. But my prayer, our prayer as a church family, if you're a guest here visiting, maybe you've known Jesus for 50 years. Maybe you're like, man, I don't even know why I'm here this morning. I pray for every single one of us that we would leave here going, man, he's alive. He's alive. Listen to this quote that I found yesterday uh, by, by, uh, by, by a guy called Bob Goff. He said, darkness fell, his friends scattered, hope seemed lost, but heaven just started counting to three. That's the reality. When the whole of darkness surrounded this king, heaven just went one, two, up you get three. And everything changes. Everything changes. I'm just going to throw a Bible verse or two up on the screen behind us. There was this guy called Luke, one of the friends of Jesus, and he wrote an account of what it looked like to be with Jesus, to hang out with Jesus, to follow him. And he said this, Luke chapter 18. Jesus took the twelve and he took them aside and he said to them, we're going to Jerusalem now and everything that was written in the prophets about the Son of Man, he's talking about himself, will be fulfilled. He'll be handed over to the Gentiles or the Romans. He'll be mocked. He'll be insulted. He'll be spat on. He'll be flogged and they will kill him. And on the third day, he will rise again. Heaven just counted to three. And then this is one of the prophets, a guy called Isaiah, who wrote this, they think, 700 plus years before Jesus even walked planet Earth. And as part of this huge prophecy, there's this few verses from Isaiah 53 that I just want to pull out. It talks about Jesus. Surely he took up our pain. Man, there's enough pain in this room to sink a battleship, I should think. Surely he took up our pain and he bore our suffering he carried all of our sorrows, some translations say. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But this is the reality. He was crushed for our transgressions. He was 
pierced for our transgressions, sorry. He was crushed for our iniquities. And the punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds we're healed. All of us like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. But the Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. Friends, there was an incredible purpose behind Jesus coming to planet Earth. And there was a wonderful purpose for his death and his resurrection. Jesus came as a big rescue mission from heaven to earth to rescue humanity. And I get the privilege right now to stand and face you all. Different cultures, different ages, different stages of life. And Jesus came to rescue you. He came to rescue me. John 3.16. You'll hear these verses a lot in this church. John 3.16 and 17. Just the most precious two verses in the Bible, probably. It says, for God so loved the world. This is the heart of God. He so loved the world that he gave us his one and only son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal or everlasting life. Then it goes on to say, God didn't send his son Jesus to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Christianity, the Christian message, is one big love story. I love stories. Do you like stories? Man, I love stories. And this is the greatest love story of humanity. God so loved you. He so loved me. He so loved us. He didn't want to crush us. He didn't want to condemn us. He didn't want to punish us. No, out of his incredible love, he came. He put on skin like you got dressed this morning. He put on a suit of skin and he said, I'm coming for those ones that I love. And he came to rescue us. He came to rescue you. Today represents victory. Easter equals victory. Victory over evil, calamity, destruction, and ultimately death. Victory over death. You could feel it in the room when we were worshipping. When Andy and Lou brilliantly led us in worship, death, where is your thing? I could hear, woo, at the back. And some people, hey, he's defeated death. Now, forgive me here, but we're all kind of sagging a little bit. I'm more than most. I'm strapped in under here. When I get home, just pop myself out of this suit. But we're all getting older and we will all die. Happy Easter. If we can have the band back up. But Jesus has turned the tables on death itself. Those that trust in him will never die. Will never, ever die. So that my heart goes, woo, that's good news. One huge, huge battle has been won. Now, we all love a compelling story, particularly a story where goodies defeat baddies. You love those stories? Yeah. I watched a Japanese horror film once. Horrible. Baddies always win. Oh, it's horrible. I left there like, there's no hope. Baddies won. The message of Christianity, the ultimate goody has won. We love stories where goodies somehow come through seemingly weird scenarios. The cross was foolishness. It was craziness. This Messiah hanging on a tree, 
he was a goodie. And he defeated an ultimate baddie. We love stories. Be that superhero films where baddies are finally defeated. They're toppled from their throne. Superman, Spider-Man, Avengers. Or maybe true stories like Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Narnia. I had a wardrobe like that once. I've been to Narnia. Or trolls. True stories. We love it when baddies get toppled because there's something built into us that goes, yeah, light has prevailed. True love has won. The goody has conquered the baddie. And I want to let you know, I love how you led us earlier, Lou, when you were like, this isn't just a story. This isn't just like any old fairy tale. This is a true story. This is a true story. A goody, Jesus, just the most precious, brilliant goody, has defeated the ultimate pantomime villain. Boo. The ultimate baddie. And this ultimate baddie stole everything from us, friends. Ultimately, he stole our hearts from us. And Jesus came as this one big rescue mission to win back our hearts, to win back the hearts of humanity. And it's a story of love. And it's a story where light prevailed, where true love has won. I want you to know true love has won. The reason Jesus says came, the Bible says, in 1 John, it says, Jesus came, or the Son of Man came, to undo the works of the baddie. Some translations. The works of the evil one. The works of the devil. That's the reason why he came. To undo our twisted, crippled hearts. Our brokenness. Our hearts were stolen from us. And Jesus came to undo the works of the evil one. 1 John, sorry, John 10.10 says, Jesus refers to the baddie as a thief. He says, the thief comes only to steal, to kill, and destroy. But I have come that they might have life and life in all its fullness. Can you see the tension there? Good versus evil. The thief has come to steal you, to trick you, to tease you, to tempt you, to destroy you. But I have come that you might have life and life in all its fullness. Friends, there's a very real baddie. There's a very real enemy of God and there's a very real enemy of the humanity of God because we've been made in God's image and he loves us so much and the baddie hates us, hates God. But Jesus came to turn the tables on the baddie. True love has won because he's alive. You know, right at the start of time, humanity were created in God's image to walk in perfect harmony with him this unbroken beauty, joy, peace, love connection, and actually true freedom. But everything went horribly wrong. Our first parents, Adam and Eve, they had beautiful connection with God. And this baddie teased them, tricked them, tempted them to come away, to say, did God really say that? And that's what he does ever since. That's what he's done ever since. He just whispers, come on. 
Live life on your own. It'll be all right. It's not all right. Anyone, how's this going for you? I tried for 25 years on my own. It went horribly wrong. So he teased them away. And because of that, because they chose to live separate from God, their hearts were broken. Their hearts were broken. And every one of our hearts have been broken ever since. And the reality is pride, shame, guilt, fear, suffering, and ultimately death has crept in to humanity, into our DNA. You know I'm right. You only need to watch 24 hours of world news and realize there's a massive problem. And the problem is deep within the human heart. It's not a system, it's a heart. Our beautiful yet broken world is fractured. All the suffering, just think about it, all the injustice, all the anger, all the hatred, and all the death. Jesus has come to turn the tables and all of that. Everything's busted. We're busted. Humanity is busted. It says Jesus took up our pain. He bore our suffering. The human heart was made homeless from its true home with God. So God, our perfect, loving, heavenly Father said, I'm going to do something about that. So he sent his wonderful and beautiful son to come and carry all of our brokenness on his shoulders. And the amazing thing is, Jesus carried all of my horror on himself to the cross. And there it died with him. There it died with him. All of my guilt, all of my shame. I've said this here before. If I was to have a gadget that would press a button and on that screen, all of everything I've ever done, thought and said popped up on that screen, you'd think I was a monster. And we'd think that of one another. But Jesus carried all of that on himself to the cross because he so loved me, because he so loves you. Friends, we've been made in his image for harmony and peace. We've been designed for love and we've been designed for eternity. What I'm saying this morning is either 100% true or the whole thing is made up. False. If true, everything changes, right? But if false, then nothing changes. Jesus changes the now and the forever. I want to say bold as brass that his resurrection means that everything changes for us. It's not just a patchwork. Everything changes. The wonder, the confusion, the fragility of life surely leaves us all with massive questions, right? If you're anything like me, which you probably are because you're a human being, you've probably scrabbled your way through life and have thought to yourself, man, what's it all about? And, and this was the hugest question for me. What on earth happens when I die? What's next? Is there a next? What's after all this? Is there an after all this? I want you to know, friends, there is absolutely an after all of this. Absolutely after all of this. 
Now, I listened to an interview by a guy called Ricky Gervais. Have you heard of him? He's honestly one of my favourite comedians because he makes me cringe. He's, I find him hilarious, yet haunting, yet cringy. Um, he's got some very staunch atheistic beliefs, but I believe it's from a place of pain, if I'm honest, because he's pretty vehement about them. He wrote a programme called Afterlife, which I watched, and it both made my toes curl, cringing, and it made my heart break because it was really emotional. I was listening to a radio interview with him about afterlife, and he, he said this, and I, I nearly crashed the car because I was so like, man, that's definitely not what I believe. He said, live your life to the max. Don't worry about what anyone else thinks about you. Just do what you think you need to do. Live it to the max. Live it to the full. Why? Because there isn't another life. After this life, that's it. Lights out. Game over. Then he went on to say, the reality is we existed for 13 billion years and then we, might ex we didn't exist, sorry, for 13 billion years. Then suddenly we popped into existence and we might exist for a maximum of 90, if you're lucky. And then for the rest of forever, you will never, ever exist again. And I thought, how terrible is that? How utterly haunting is that? There is zero hope in that message. What's the point of anything? If that is the point of everything, just live your life to the max because you're not going to get another, what's the point of getting dressed in the morning? What's the point of going to work? What's the point of dreaming? What's the point of raising your kids to say, dream and have a future and have adventures if actually when we die, it's lights out, game over? No, no, that's not my king. That is not what Jesus won for us. The message of Christianity could not be further from this truth. Jesus came with a purpose to get us back and to win us back forever. He said these words, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. You know, I've stood at a graveside reciting these words to a group of people as we've said goodbye for now to people that have passed on to be with Jesus. And it's the most profound statement. I am the resurrection and the life, Jesus says. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And if you live and believe in me, friends, you'll never die. Let me show you something. Hopefully this works. This is my friend, the rope. You might have seen this illustration before. It's hard to do it one-handed. Um, can you see this white bit on the end of the rope? Imagine this rope is eternity. And it's a limited illustration because the end of the rope here, in the here and now, it has an end. But imagine that this rope did not have an end. And this little bit with the white end, I saw this done by someone and it was it's profound. This little bit with the white end, that is our life here and now. Whether you live for five minutes, five seconds or 83 years, this is your life, the here and now. Every war that's ever been fought, every hatred, 
every bit of jealousy and pride, every illness, every confusion, every life experience, highs and lows, and the wonder and the majesty of life is on this little bit of white. And if we're not careful, this is where we put our focus. Jesus came to top all this, to say this is not the end, not to destroy it, but to say, actually, I've given you hope and a future beyond this white bit. Now, this on this white bit has a lot of pain. I'm only almost 44 years old, but I've had a bit of pain in my life where I've cried. I actually cried at trolls. It was a deep moment. I've cried a lot, man, on this white bit. I've cried and I've hurt and I've bled and I've been confused. But this is not my future. This is not where I'm going to spend forever. I'm going to spend forever on a recreated earth with my saviour and king on this beautiful, beautiful, eternal life where there is no pain, there is no suffering, there's no sickness, there's no confusion, there's no calamity, there's no disease and there is absolutely no death because death has been defeated. Death has been defeated. Ricky's message is about this long. That long. But the message of Jesus is full of hope because it is eternal. It's eternal. Can you even imagine? I want you to just close your eyes for a minute. I'm going to invite the band up in just a moment. I want you just to imagine right now a life where everything sad comes untrue. I want you to imagine a future where everything sad comes untrue. I want you to imagine a future where death itself becomes no more and becomes untrue. This life as we know it is not the end. It's just the wonderful beginning of forever. Jesus, friends, being alive changes everything. And that's the good news of Easter. I want to close, I want to invite the band up as well with just a thought for you this morning. I don't want you to feel any pressure, but I want you to think, Jesus humbly went to the cross and he died a horrific death for us. He carried all of our sorrows, all of our shame and all of our guilt. Why? Not because he wanted to punish us, but because he so, so loved us. And he offers the most incredible exchange. And I took hold of it almost two decades ago. And this is the great exchange. My twisted and broken heart for his beautiful, perfect heart. And everything changes in the moment. And all you need to do, like Andy said earlier, you just receive Jesus. There isn't some sort of magical formula where we, we sprinkle something over you or you have to say 10 statements you literally just say, Jesus, I receive you as my saviour. Jesus, thank you that you carried all of my horror to the cross. Thank you, Jesus, that you have made my life new. Thank you, Jesus, that because you rose again, I will rise in brand new life with you forever. Just love you to stand for a moment.